This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What the fuck is up, Denny's? And what is up? What is going on, my fellow Shrokelords? Did it weirdly click in or whatever? What the fuck's up, Denny's? All right, I think we're good now. I don't think we're getting any, like, weird clicking ins. All right. Welcome, one and all, to the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, Cancel Sweezy, better known as, I already said, it's the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, uh, whatever. It's been a week, everyone. It's been a fun week. Uh, substitute teaching adventures, which has become what the beginning of this show has become. It's just the, the worst time. If I'm going to talk about what I do at for substitute teaching, I do not need to be doing it at the beginning of every episode. Uh, so like if it's an employer or if someone higher up than me, Here's what I'm fucking talking about. I shouldn't do that, but, but you know what? At the end of the day, you know. I didn't do fucking shit. So <laughs> we can live with that reality. But no, I've been uh, dealing with fucking high school kids. Last week. I okay, cool. We had, I had to move the mic. Last week, I dealt with high school kids all week, which was an adventure. You know, it's all about the adventure. Daddy, chill. Uh, what did I do? Oh yeah, they've been fucking, 
I think some of the kids figured out what I can't talk about as students, but they also figured out I know exactly what they're talking about. So, so uh, the kids, one of the fucking fucking high school, it's it's like freshmen because like the high school freshmen, and then it fades out over sophomore year. Like they still kind of act like I'm a more mature middle school kid and stuff like that. So they're just gonna like be like, you know. You know, I'm gonna ask the I'm gonna ask the teacher an inappropriate question for school. Uh, so like the kids are you know coming in and be like, hey, Mr. Schweg, and I'm like, yeah. It's like, do you know what edging is? And I immediately have to say, I cannot talk about that with you because, you know, I, I will talk up I will talk to anyone about anything, but I'm not gonna be talking to children about sexual things. That's that's my line. You know, we all have lines on everything. I figured out like. Uh, where my line is on how woke I can be these days. And I think it is where I saw a chick talk about how her dog is trans because they don't lift their leg when they pee. And, you know, I think that's the line where, where, you know, humans are, what's the word I want to say, like a more advanced species, you know, I want to say, because we definitely are. We're definitely the advanced species. Like, we need to be the top. I mean, technically, we are the top of the food chain because if, like, a tiger wanted to attack me, I could, technically, we could figure out a way to uh, destroy the earth by killing it. So, you know, we are the more advanced species. I don't even know where I was going to fucking go with that. Uh, they keep F fucking, I think they've, I think the kids figured out that, if I say, I can't talk about that with you, you know, I think they figured out that the answer is probably the answer they're interested in. Like, they asked me, like, one kid asked me, he's like, hey, I was like, are you going to get drunk this weekend? And, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, probably. That's the actual answer. But I can't be fucking talking about that with fucking children. You know, I'm like, one kid asked me if I was 21, which I do take as a compliment because, I don't know. By the time it, the video gets to editing, uh, I feel like I look. It, I don't know. I I feel like I look like I'm like. Do, have I gotten sleep ever in my life? That's what I feel like I look like. But no one else seems to notice because I haven't seen your comments. And uh, I wish we're still in good boy hours, so uh, we can't. I can't cuss yet. I, I have to try not to cuss yet. Someone got mad at me for. I saw a comment about. It's like, you need to stop your swearing. And anytime anyone's been like, you need to stop swearing, I just think about my parents. <laughs> and I think about other teachers, too. I'm just like, I, I don't, I mean, look, a lot of swearing is, you know, like verbal attacks on people. And they can be. But, like, the way I use it and the way a lot of kids use it, I'm like, you know, if I say, God damn it, you know, what I mean is, like, Something really bad just happened, and I'm mad about it. Or I'm like, fuck. You know? Like, you know, proper context for words is really important to me. And so, like, that's that's why I'm not a fucking parent, dude. Because my kid's swearing up and down, you know? I'm going to probably laugh. And if they use it in the right context, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And they used it in the right context. If they're just going to be like, fuck you, dad. I'm like, you know what? You little fucker. Um, it's weird. You know, life is weird. But anyways, the kids keep act asking me if I know what edging is. And I think the best part of the story is that like 
two days later, I had the same one of the same kids in the class. And I was just like, you know, I just I put on music because I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to put on music. <laughs> you know, the teacher is like, we need silence for the test. I'm like, no, we need music so I can not be fucking bored out of my mind. And uh, I guess I was listening to like my Apple Music 2023, you know, most played songs and Edging by Blink-182 came up, one of their new songs, and that was playing. And then a kid with the computer, I'm like, oh, I guess you do know what it means. And I've kind of been trying to joke with them that it's about yard work because that's that's a good joke and everything. But uh, anyways, though, and like, I don't know, a kid was like, do you want a graham cracker? And instead of saying, do would you like a graham cracker? They're like, would you like a graham? And it's like, it, you know, you get to the point where it's like, hey, guys. Don't say that shit to me because as your teacher, as a person, I don't, I don't care if you do drugs. That's, that's your, that's your fucking choice. As a teacher, I have to do something about it. You know, some kids get like really, they'll get like really just like, they'll open up to you and shit like that, which is fine. You know, for me, it's fine. You know, for me, I feel like kids need a safe space sometimes. And sometimes you just need to talk to someone, you know, and, uh, since like kids don't technically have they have health insurance but they don't have like their own health insurance you know like most parents are not cool with therapy you're like did i f- i didn't fuck up as a parent you, you just suck you know you don't need therapy you just suck uh but most parents you know they feel like they failed or they the kid needs therapy and well like life kind of sucks so that's why we all need therapy um you know, and I'm just like so worried. Like these fucking kids are gonna like tell me something that I have to report because I like to keep things between. You know, if someone tells me something, I like to keep it between them. And you're like, why don't you tell it on the show? I'm like, because if it's not a funny story, I'm not gonna fucking tell it on this show. Uh, stuff like that. But um, anyways, though, kids are crazy, and uh, the best advice I would give you is. You can only traumatize, you have to traumatize kids in a certain way. It can't be, it has to be just from being in middle school, not from, and that's how I traumatize kids. It's it's in between school hours or whatever the fucking shit. One kid was like, do you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, I remember your fucking dumbass haircut. <laughs> yeah, of course I remember you. And shit like that. Anyways, uh, substitute, kids are fucking crazy. As I, as I like to say, High school kids for the conversation, middle school kids to be entertained. So if you want to be in school, uh, very little kids, if you w- actually have want to have to do something, <laughs> if you're one of those people who needs to be doing something at all times, like that's little kids. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Anyways, I was thinking the other day. So, yeah, I was thinking the other day about. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Cause we were talking last week, we were watching Elf and, and I said, uh, Zoe Dejanelle's character was asking for it. And by asking for it, I mean, she was singing, baby, it's cold outside in the shower. And then it got upset when buddy joined in for the duet part, you know, like that's the only time I would say she was asking for, that's like literally the only time I'll ever probably ever say, yeah, you know, she was asking for it. You know, like you don't sing a duet. If, if you sing it, I don't get in the shower and I don't go like, I know you can't give me what I need. And even though it means so much to me, I can't wait through everything. I don't sing the girl part. I, I, I don't know. I always end up on the girl part. I don't expect someone. 
I wouldn't sing that and not expect some guy to go in there. Is this really happening? You'll know I'll never be happy again. But what you tell we can just be friends. I'm not some boy that you can slay. We knew it happened eventually. Um, I'm done. All right, I need to stop singing. But anyways, though, I was looking at, like, Baby, It's Cold Outside because, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, that song's about just fucking assaulting a woman. And, you know, if you sing it that way, it will give that vibe. You know, if, like, you, you meet someone, you're like, let's sing Baby, It's Cold Outside, and that guy will sing it in a rapey way. And uh, I'm not cool with that. But anyways, though, I was really thinking, like, I don't feel like this song really does have that rapey. You know, it, it's... It's all in the eye of the singer, you know, like whoever, however you're just going to sing it is the vibe it's going to get. And I think a lot of guys who've been singing the song have been giving off the R word vibes, not Republican vibes <laughs> and not the other R word either. You know, the one I actually did say earlier. So anyways, though, I, you know, this song came out in like 1944. And to be honest with you, I do think that this song is just it, this song is literally just foreplay in 1944. It's like, I really can't stay, baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away, baby, it's cold outside. I've watched It's a Wonderful Life enough times to know that this song is adequate foreplay. Like, let's, like, where are we? Like, is there something in this drink? Um... I don't think Quaaludes existed back then in 1944. Don't don't look it up, okay? You're listening to podcasts because you're just going to assume everything the person says is facts, okay? That's why you listen to podcasts. So, I uh, simply must go. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has been a lucky that you dropped in so very, so nice and warm. I think, you know, I, I'm just, okay, I'm just saying all songs can be interpreted, okay? Every song can be up for interpretation. Uh, but I just feel like this song is just straight up just foreplay in 1944. I'm like, He's not talking about, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rearrange your guts and then make you choke on my balls, put my balls in your jaws. <laughs> you know, it always has to be balls in your jaws. Think about you, I fucking, uh, and I'm just thinking about a middle school kid the other day. I don't know, we were doing some online game thing or whatever, or some shit, and one kid puts, you know, Miles, and I'm like, I know who you know Miles is. He does my favorite version of Deck the Halls, because it's Deck the Halls with these balls in your jaws, bitch. Ba la 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 la. It's just my favorite, you know. And, and like, it's not a good song, okay? You know, like, we know it's not, it's not like quality is not good on there, but the fact is that you can get. Deck the halls with these balls in your jaws, bitch. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 pretty fucking like accurate for every fucking thing that's ever been existing ever for any reason. Uh, but anyways, though, I guess uh, listen to my music under Shweezy. That's you know that's where you get your music from. Uh, my cover or my version of Joy to the World, the good version of Joy to the World, which is a combination of. Uh, it's basically a Christmas version of the Three Dog Nights Joy to the World. Pretty fucking cool song. Uh, social media at the Shweezy. Um, 
I'm going to decide this soon, maybe over my little winter break, but uh, I might stream again on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Uh, make sure you're checking out over there. Patreon, we have that. We have Cash App. We have PayPal. Those are all great ways to say thank you for being a friend. And make sure you do all the free shit you can do. Uh, if you're listening to the show, make sure you are going to YouTube and definitely checking out what we're doing over on YouTube because we are still working on trying to get be a partner over on YouTube. And it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where I want the stats on YouTube to be really good. Where like. If I look at all my stats together, I'm like, I, I'm, you know, it's always, I want better, but like, it's pretty good. But like, we, I want some YouTube people on there and we post highlights over in that shit too. So make sure you're liking, leaving comments and subscribing, you know, all the, the normal YouTube shit you're supposed to do. But, uh, if you're on the audio platform, leave a review and give a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, um, I have this twisted tea literally in my car overnight because i just needed like 20 bucks so i go to like a gas station and just get like the cash out so i guess uh you're still feeling good all the time nothing to see when you got the tea oh boy um so we're gonna jump into previous week right now which is just last week's news that's coming out on the next Wednesday from when it happened. Uh, so, as we all would say. Let's just jump into it. All right, from the Roy's report. Hi, Julie. Um, I followed you on Instagram. Maybe we. I need to contact you. I should contact you. You're not, you're not checking out this show. We talk about fucking Marilyn Manson removing his spine to suck his dick. And then you're like, why isn't Julie Roy's checking out my show? Even though, it's like, you know, like, okay, maybe we need, I need to invite her. And she can be like, okay, it's a podcast. <laughs> don't, don't look into it, please. Or, uh, you heard the Roy's report, which means we're fucking going into that fucking asshole again. Uh, International House of Prayer founder Mike Bickle confesses to inappropriate behavior 20 years ago. Um, this is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Honestly, though, for Mike Bickle? This is the type of guy you get. I mean, prove me wrong. International House of Prayer Kansas City founder Mike Bickle today released a statement admitting inappropriate behavior 20 years ago. I sadly admit that 20 plus years ago, I sinned by engaging in inappropriate behavior. My sins were real. Bickle wrote, however, he added, I am not admitting to more intense sexual activities that some are suggesting. <laughs> Bickle said he hates his sin and sincerely repented in a way that resulted in receiving assurance from God, followed by a daily resolve to live holy in all of my ways. Today, I remain sorrowful about those past failures. Bickle's confession comes seven weeks after he was publicly accused of sexually abusing multiple women over several decades. It has all. It also comes a week and a half after an alleged victim told her story to the Roy's report in an exclusive interview. According to the women, Bickle's abuse began when she was 19 and he was in his 40s and continued for several years. Uh, uh, uh. At the time, the woman said she was working for Bickle and under his spiritual direction, making his misconduct clergy sexual abuse, she added that her sexual interactions with Bickle included everything but intercourse. Lucky you. 
Uh, Bickle said he is now making a public statement because I was recently confronted about things that I said or did uh, 20 plus years ago. Things I believe were dealt with and under the blood of Jesus. Since this has now become public, I want to repent publicly. In the statement, Bickle claimed he had written a first draft of his statement on October 28th. However, at the time, false allegations of sexual abuse were being circulated against me. Bickle says he was given legal advice to wait for several reasons. These included creating the misunderstanding that I was confessing to the false allegations that were circulating. I am very sorry it took so long for this personal statement to come out. This delay created additional pain, anguish, division, and more for so many people that I love. I am deeply sorry for this. Boz. Okay, Boz. We're going to say Boz, who's representing the women Bickle is referring to in his statement expressed frustration with Bickle's confession. What in the world does he mean by inappropriate behavior? Zildjian wrote in a statement to the Royce Report, this is undoubtedly a very deliberate word choice as it could mean anything. Furthermore, what does he mean when he denies more intense sexual activities? Does that mean the reference inappropriate conduct involves less intense sexual activities? What is he saying? Though this statement is a page long, I don't believe it actually says much. Why not simply step forward into the light and embrace transparency and trust God with the consequences? This is so, this is all so pitiful and sad. Actually, I haven't thought about that. Um, about, yes, just being transparent about it. Um, I don't know. I was going to read the letter, but I mean, I think the article, I mean, Julie got it pretty fucking right when she wrote this uh that yeah no it's the fact that you know you ever just know you remember when you were a kid and your mom was like apologize to your brother and you apologize to him only because you didn't want to face the wrath of your mom you just you didn't actually care if you, you didn't actually, you know, because apologies are like, you have to mean your apology, but when your mom's like, apologize to your brother, I mean, when I go to students, apologize to him and give him a hug, you know, shit like that. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I feel here. You know, I've been doing this, like, we've been doing this for so many fucking weeks, a couple weeks now. Uh, there's so, I mean, the fact that Mike had to do this, first of all, ELT team, uh, whatever is their leadership team at IHOP Kansas City, you know, they, you know, they hired their third party reporter. And I think I, we're probably at a point next week, there's going to be a new, there's always, just always have fucking something new with this. And like, I see my friends who are posting about this on Facebook, like, oh, let's look at the new fucking shit Mike Bickle's doing. I think that they had the third party investigation and remember when we looked at the third party investigation, what happened was, uh, they were like, well, he may have done some inappropriate things and did his sin. However, uh, there's no fucking proof of it. So, uh, you can't legally do fucking shit to him. Like that was literally what the ELT team posted on their fucking website. And then, uh, if they want to take it down, I made sure to save it. So, uh, you know, I'm making sure to save everything they decide to do. And that way they can't just go back and say, you know, they can't delete it and whatever, you know, 
uh, pretty, you know, it, it's something like he's going on his apology tour, but he's not apologizing. He's doing, does that make sense? The apology tour with no apology. That's what Mike Bickle is doing right now in regards to this. He's like, yeah, yeah. So we talk about the fucking chick from last week who was like, yeah, I was 19. He was in his 40s. He, you know, he drunk called me and said, like, I'm going to be his wife and shit like that. And his wife is that. You know what? Guess what? His wife didn't fucking die. <laughs> his wife. God, to be this fucking dude's wife hearing about all this fucking shit. And you're like, my wife, I got a prophecy. My wife's going to die. You know, I feel like if you want to be taken seriously as a prophet, you can't just be fucking making up prophecies all the time. Like the thing, I feel like to be a true prophet, you'd be like, um, yeah, it only really happens every once in a while. I mean, that's the only way to fucking convince me to your prophet. Like every once in a while, I get a prophecy and the last, you know, you should have just stopped your goddamn fucking prophecies when you were talking about like, I need to build IHOP Kansas City. And like, that's when you should have fucking stopped with your goddamn prophecies, dude. Uh, so yeah, so Mike Bickle can, you know, being like, yeah, I did some shit, but it was just me getting drunk and calling up this fucking chick. Like, that's the only one he, like, this is the only one he's like actually admitted to. Like, is this, uh, is the Jane Doe who is talking about how like Mike Bickle was her dad's friend and shit like that. You know, could you imagine? I can't imagine like I'm 30 and I'm talking about like, like, thinking about like my students. I'm like, I don't, I don't think any of them want to date me, dude. Like that is so weird. I'm like, I think they want to be my friend and shit like that. They, they are friendly towards me, but like, I don't think they want to fucking date me, dude. And, uh, that's why I don't assault. That's why I don't bring that up to students, you know? Uh, mainly because I don't, the real reason why I don't want to fucking date a student is because I'm like, I don't want to deal with their fucking, like, you know, if you date someone, you have their problems too. And I don't want to fucking deal with high school problems. Like that's the big reason. Also, they're way too young. Like the, the mental maturity, you know, it's like, it's just so often like, I don't know. This dude's thinking with his dick. Um, what was the last thing I wanted to get to? Um, oh yeah. So it's this, the transparency that Mike Bickle needs to do. So that is, that, you know, the, the Christians really believe and you know, as a former one myself, I get to get to say this, you know, we talked about it a couple of years ago, not on this show, but me and my friends, we talked about it a couple of years ago on, you know, Joel Osteen. Remember when Houston was being affected by those hurricanes? Was it hurricane? Was it Harvey? I can't even remember. We got so many goddamn hurricanes because of global warming. Like I can't even keep track about the one, the one a couple of years ago in Houston by a couple of years, probably so 2017, which feels like, which is forever ago, but doesn't feel that long ago. Like, remember Joel Osteen was like, fuck you, stay out of my goddamn church, even though his church uh, was floodproof. Like, they they put the money in to make sure it wasn't, and they're like, no one gets in. No one gets in this fucking building. Even though, you know, churches are supposed to be the places where, like, hey, I don't have a home, you know? Like, churches are supposed to be that, and Joel Osteen's like, fuck them. And then Joel Osteen's excuse was like, what about the insurance? And then at the end of the day, you know, you're supposed to be like, well, it's, you know, Jesus was like, help the poor, help the needy and stuff like that. 
And you're saying, like, we can't help the poor and help the needy because of insurance reasons. But yet you worship a God who anything is possible. Like, all things are possible through God. So jot that down, you know? You worship that guy, and you can't just say, like, oh, well, God, you know, like, these people are struggling right now. We need to help them, and God is going to make sure that we don't have any insurance, you know, problems or whatever. Like, you can't trust God on that shit, you know, but you can trust God to be like, oh, you can give me $50 million or whatever and shit like that. It's weird, and this is what this is what I think about Mike Bickle. It's this idea that he can't be transparent about who he is because I think he knows that everything he does is a sham. He's a false prophet. Uh, everything he he knows he's a con artist. He the biggest thing about him, which I'm really surprised, is that everyone I know who's met him says that they believe everything that he's saying to them. And to get into that mindset and know that you're making fucking shit up is insane, you know? It's pretty insane that you can... How, like, he he's so good at convincing himself that it comes across as authentic to others. Like, it, it's crazy to think about that. And, you know, the fact that he he's decided, like, I'm not going to be 100% transparent. I'm going to listen to my lawyers when you should... Tr- well, you shouldn't trust your lawyers. You should trust God because... If you believe that God is putting you through these trials, then God should be able to protect you through these trials. And, you know, if you really practice what you preach, that's what would happen is that you'd be like, okay, God is going to protect. I need to be honest about my sins. You know, we look at King David and Bathsheba and shit like that. You know, like I need to be honest about my sins and really go forward and really just admit what I've done wrong. And though, you know, as I say, I am the, a prophet of God, as he would say, then God will protect me, you know, God, you know, and he's like, God's not going to protect me. I need a lawyer. God damn. You know, interesting, interesting fucking shit here. You know, uh, you know, Mike Bickle's not willing to confess everything he's done because he does not trust God. Hey, Mike Bickle, if you're listening to this, first of all, Let's schedule an interview because we all know we're all wanting to talk to you. And guess what? Once I meet you and realize you're human, I'm going to be a lot nicer to you because that's what happens. I like make fun of people and then I meet them in real life and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be be a dick to you anymore. So, Mike, please, I'd love to talk to you about this. And I'm just curious, what what is your reasoning behind this this idea that a lawyer will protect you but God won't. I'm very curious about your mindset on that and why you're not willing to do the right thing. And definitely when I say do the right thing, especially meaning what God wants you to do, because I don't think God wants you to cover up your little scandal or anything. I think God would want you to be transparent and open about what you did. And at the end of the day, like if, if we've read the same Bible, we've all messed up. We're all sinners. We're all short of the glory of God. And, you know, I think you want to admit and own to that, you know? A bunch of interesting things that, you know, Mike Bickle, who is basically false prophet, I will say this, Mike Bickle is a false prophet, and he's also a con artist. Like, he's definitely a con artist at this part. You know, yeah. 
Let's all say, let's put a sound drop in here. Be gone, fuck! All right, next article we got is TMZ. We all know them. They're the shittiest people on earth. Uh, Here's this article from them. Matt Reif still hasn't apologized for beefing with six-year-old. Mom says, uh, Matt Reif got into got into it online with a six-year-old kid who criticized him over his recent Netflix special, something for which he has yet to make amends, according to the boy's mom. Here's the deal. The comedian is still facing backlash over his special from last month, which included cracks about domestic violence in and which made women in general the butt of a lot of his jokes. This despite the fact that the vast majority of his fans are women. Rife was getting crapped on left and right for a good long while, something he relished, and the other week, TikToker Bunny Hedea's young son got in on the action as well. She posted a stitch to one of Matt Rife's jokes from the special during which he's making fun of women for relying on astrology for getting a rings punchline in there for the planets, and it featured her boy who corrected MR on Matt Rife, on which planet actually featured rings, Saturn. The kid also said Rife was mean to girls, so not a huge burn, but one to which Rife apparently felt the need to respond. He wrote in a since-deleted comment, Jupiter also has a ring. Oh, and Santa isn't real. Your mom buys you presents with the money she makes on only. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, it ain't great. And worse yet, Bunny says he hasn't said sorry. She tells TMZ, while Rive has yet to apologize, she said she would only accept one through changed behavior, namely switching up his tune on how he talked to slash about women. However, she says based on what she's seen about him, she ain't holding her breath. Bunny says Rife doesn't seem like the type of guy to take accountability. See his response to the special needs helmet joke controversy, and she believes he needs to look deep inside himself to figure out what, why he feels so much aggression towards women and children and to attempt to heal himself once he figures out the root cause for what it's worth bunny tells us she didn't make her son privy to matt's insult to him slash her telling us she's careful with exposing him to to too much social media at this age ignorance is bliss you know i'm looking at this situation and, and you read the title and you're like Matt Rife hasn't apologized for beefing with six-year-old. You're like, you know, you look at that and you're like, why is a grown-ass man who is very successful beefing with a six-year-old? You know, you know, you think that, you hear the title and you hear that. But I'm here to tell you, I actually read the article. I just did, right in front of you. And let's look, let's look here. A six-year-old, first of all, six-year-olds should not be on the internet, okay? Like, the access to the internet a six-year-old should have should be very limited. I'm from the generation that, uh, I'm from the millennial generation that, uh, grew up with the internet when it was the wild west. And though it's better now, I would say do not let, six years old is way too fucking young to watch that. And also you let your six-year-old son watch Matt Rife's comedy special on Netflix. Like, uh, you're a bad fucking parent. And also, I don't think you have the best mental genetic bloodline when your parents decided to fucking name you Bunny, okay? Your parents named you fucking Bunny. So, I don't think you have that much fucking room. 
just just another pot. I'm defending men against women, but like at the same time, this mom, let's look at it. This mom let her six-year-old son, six years old, that's kindergarten, maybe first grade, an older first, a well, younger first grader, but six years, that's that's the age we're looking at here. You let your son watch what I would say, I would say MA-17, where that's, I would say, I would put, that's where my, Matt Rife's, like, comedy is. I like Matt Rife. I think, well, do I like Matt Rife? Uh, I've watched all his comedy stuff from the YouTube and Netflix, and, you know, I've just, I've enjoyed it. I like, I like comedians who do crowd work, so I think Matt Rife really sits well with me. Uh, you know, here's the thing. When you, when you, when you're on the internet, I'm a, you know, I'm a, with the internet, the weird thing about the internet right now is everyone's on it and not everyone needs to be on the internet because when you decide to put yourself out there in regards to your art, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's stand up or whatever, you know, you're getting a ton of criticism and, you know, and there's there's ways you handle the criticism. One, you could reply back to every comment, which is not the best thing. Uh, as I like to say, if someone's gonna bully you, I would always suggest like make sure they know it doesn't bother you. That's the best way to stop bullying. Though people will still do it, but that's like the first step you should do. Is just let them know that it doesn't bother you. But like you let your six year old son on the internet and. And he decided, like, I'm going to personally, or just like think about this: if your if your six year old son decided to go on Instagram, find their school principal's Instagram, like their personal Instagram page, and like send them a comment that is just insulting them, what do you think would happen? Like, the student would get bad. This is a com- like. Your son commented on a comedian's, like, made it on a comedian's profile. And the comedian saw it, saw that they were six-year-old, and decided to just fucking roast the shit out of them. That's your son. You just let him do that. And you're like, now you're mad at Matt Reif, a comedian, for your son insulting them? For real. Like, what did you expect to happen? Like, this mom is so bad. First of all... Uh, Bunny Hideas, like for your name is Bunny. Like you, you don't your your genetic line is not intelligence. And does that make sense to all of you? Like a six year old shouldn't be on the internet first of all, like that, like on social media, like this. And then your six year old decides to insult someone, a comedian on social media. And then you're mad that the comedian commented back and insulted your son. If you go to a comedy show and you start heckling the comedian and then they just ruin your life because they're a professional, make people laugh person. Like why, you know, like Matt Rive has nothing to apologize for your son insulted him, insulted his art, insulted his career on social media, this man decided to reply back, ruining his, you know, ruining his life because, like, this dude insulted this guy's entire life. And then your son is upset because the person who he commented on didn't like, didn't like it and 
insulted your son back. You're just fucking stupid, and I really hope your son gets taken away from you. Like, for real. Like, your son deserves to be taken away from you because you're not fit to be a parent. If you, if you think that it's okay for your son to insult someone on the internet, but if someone insults them back because your son insulted them, you're a bad parent. And I definitely think this person should probably have their son taken away because, one, they're a fucking horrible parent if they're just allowing their six-year-old son, six years old, on social media and to just let them full access to the internet and like you're letting your six-year-old son watch Matt Reif and I you know I like Matt Reif but a six-year-old should not be watching Matt Reif a six-year-old should not be watching this show or listening to this show whatever I'm very fine with opening to admit that but if your six-year-old son leaves a comment that it leaves a comment insulting me you better believe I'm going to fucking insult them back. And I agree with Matt Reif. Uh, Matt Reif should not apologize. You need to apologize to him because you're insulting his entire career, his entire living, his entire work. So I don't know what you're fucking expecting out of this, but you need to fucking get a little check to reality. That is my opinion. Last article we got here. Uh, we're going to be real quick about this. I think I need to finish this segment. Uh, from People Magazine, Luke Combs apologizes after unknowingly filing $250,000 lawsuit against fan who sold unofficial merch. Luke Combs doesn't want to end up in court with any of his fans. After a local Florida news outlet reported, resident Nicole Harness was sued for $250,000 by Combs legal team for selling unofficial merchandise featuring the country star's likeness on Amazon. Combs posted to TikTok on Wednesday to apologize, claiming the lawsuit shouldn't have been filed. It's 7.27 a.m. here in Tennessee. I woke up at 5 a.m. to use the restroom. The first thing I saw is this, a woman that's being sued by me for $250,000, said Combs in the video telling users he was completely and utterly unaware of the lawsuit before seeing the report. On Tuesday, WFLA published an interview with Harness who explained she sold 18 Combs-themed tumblers for $20 each, making a total of $380 before she was sued in an Illinois federal court, among other defendants, all of whom were ordered to pay $250,000. Harness, who experiences congestive heart failure, told the, uh, the lawsuit was sent to her in an email that landed in her junk folder while she was in the hospital, causing her to miss the 21-day response window. Upon returning from the hospital, Harness learned she was locked from accessing from accessing money in her Amazon account due to the matter. It's very stressful. I don't have money to pay my bills, she told WFLA. I just want this resolved. I didn't mean any harm to Luke Combs. I quit selling the Tumblr. I pulled it down. I just don't understand. In his TikTok video, Combs explained the issue and revealed he spoke to Harness directly to make things right. We do have a company that goes after folks, supposedly large corporations operating internationally that make millions and millions of dollars making counterfeit t-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses, and apparently this woman, Nicole, has somehow gotten wrapped into that and that the Forever After All performer that makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. Combs added that his manager spoke to WFLA before he personally spoke to Harness. She told me that she was absolutely shocked by this. I'm so apologetic, he said. It makes me sick, honestly, that this would happen, especially at the holidays. I can't imagine being in her shoes. Harness informed Combs that 5,550 
$500 was being held in her Amazon account due to the lawsuit and the Grammy nomination blah, blah, blah. In order to help further harm us, Combs announced plans to start selling a similar Tumblr on his website and donate the proceeds to Nicole and her family to try, try to help her medical bills. The item is currently for sale on Combs' website for her $20. Hopefully that can help her out, he said. Again, this is unbelievable. I was completely shocked. I had Combs. It made me sick. This is something that I would never do. I would ever do. This is the type of person that I'm not blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He said... He also said Harness and her family have been invited to one of his 2024 concerts where he plans to give her a hug and say sorry in person. Yeah, this is a very interesting kind of article because obviously don't be selling merch for another artist. But it's also interesting, you know, it's it's interesting that Luke Combs, you know, when you're like a smaller artist, it's like everything goes to like the artist itself. Like that's how it is unless they have a weird team, then they deal with like everyone's shit and stuff like that. But like most artists are like, Oh, if someone's just selling random merch on Etsy or whatever, I'm like, whatever it, it, it does. I mean, merch is where people get sales. And so I understand why the label, but I don't think Luke Combs ever meant like Luke Combs was just sent this like way after the fact. And he's like, my bad. Uh, I would never do that to you, you know, but, uh, Interesting conversation, but uh, I'm glad he's doing the right thing. And I think, yeah, he, he really is doing the right thing after, you know. It, it is weird. What what are we doing about counterfeit merch, though? Like, this is an interesting conversation about it because she did do something illegal. That's also, that is very true. But the fact that Luke Holmes is like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think this is the person we should be going after and him trying to make it right. Really says, like, hey, the artist doesn't give a shit, but uh, the record label does in shit like that. So, in like, merchandising or wherever that comes from. So, all interesting stuff, all things, so much to do, so much to see. And uh, as, as much as I would say, I'm not gay no more, I am delivered. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you 
every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your, your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly, directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any question or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time to go over another Christmas movie. It's our last one of the year, so that's that. That's that kind of sucks. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I wanted to I wanted to end this year's Christmas Christmas watchathon Christmas Christmas movie series uh, with the best version of a Christmas Carol, a Muppet Christmas Carol. The definitive, like Charles Dickens was alive today. First of all, I don't think he would want to be Gonzo, first of all. I would think he'd probably want to be, like, Kermit or something like that. My opinion, but let, let, it, let it be, let it be. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and everyone agrees that this is the best version of this, uh, this story. And Michael Kine did not need to go as hard as he did on this one. He went so fucking hard as Ebenezer Scrooge, and he needs to be celebrated for that. I don't, like, he's probably like, I don't think Michael Caine's probably not doing, I, I thought I heard something like, isn't he retired or something? I don't know. He, he left a good mark on the world. Little Alfred. Um, he played Austin Powers' dad in the Goldmember. Goldmember, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was, that's how I know Michael Caine, as uh, Austin Powers' dad. Was it Nigel Powers or something like that? Something like, yeah, I think it was like Nigel Powers or some shit like that. 
So, um, you know, as we would say, let's just jump into it. Uh, and see what exactly uh, this movie has entailed for us today. Let's see what what the fuck is up, what the fuck is going on with this movie, uh, or... And uh, let's get into it. Uh, so so we start the story, it was, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve. In this world, it, it, we're in London. Uh, I, I'd have to assume it's London, because uh, it looks... It looks like a fairy tale. I don't know why Why London is just... Oh, yeah, because, like, every weird-ass story comes out. Reminds me... It's not even where... Uh, Richmond, isn't that where Ted Lasso's from? Uh, Richmond. And so... Yeah, so so we're talking about London. Uh, and the uh, place looks like shit. And <laughs> this is whole... They're like, it's London. I'm like, why does London just look like shit, you know, in this movie? Uh, and in this world... Uh, there, there are real people, real actual people. I think, yeah, there are real people. And then there are also Muppets. So it's like a weird world where it's like, huh, I guess, I guess I'm going to hire a talking frog, uh, with a disabled son, uh, to be, to, uh, to work for me, I guess, you know, you know, you know how it is, you know, you, you, you. You're like, I need the best employee ever to uh, run these books. And uh, the best one is just, a, is, is just a frog with a disabled son. That's, that's, who we're, uh, that's who we're seeing, you know. Somehow Palpatine returned. Uh, so we're introduced to Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, played by Michael Kine. Uh, in my notes, it says, a cold-hearted, stingy... Um, Man a, proposes and God disposes. A cold-hearted, stingy... Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Grumpy and selfish moneylender does not want to share the merriment of Christmas. And uh, I actually did. I actually had to, like, Google, like, what the fuck does... He's like a humbug. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Is my keyword working? So we're gonna, I'm going to look up what humbug means because I thought, I thought it was, like, something, like... Wishing the opposite or whatever. Yeah, deceptive or false talk or behavior. His comments are sheer humbug. So people are like, Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. And he's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's basically what he's... Basically, that's what he's... That's what he's saying to to everyone. Just go fuck yourself. And uh, yeah, he has a nephew. Somehow, yeah, he, he doesn't breed. But I think his uh, his nephew... He has a nephew, so... He has a brother, Ebenezer Scrooge, and then there's like Fred Scrooge or some some shit like that. So I guess Fred Scrooge coming to theaters next year. Uh, like his nephew's a you know just a normal nice guy. I'm like, hey, I should invite uh, my uncle Scrooge to. I should invite my uncle to Christmas, and he's like, go fuck yourself too. So that's that's pretty much Scrooge. He just tells everyone to go fuck themselves, and then. Like, people are, like, showing up to, like, hey, can you donate some money since you're, like, the richest man in London? Uh, and uh, he's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so a big, a big, a big theme with Ebenezer Scrooge is just him telling people to go fuck themselves, you know? Uh, or as my little cousin would say. Fuck. Uh, so so then, we're, then we're meeting his fucking frog employee, Bob Cratchit. Uh he and all the other rat employees, uh, 
There's like just oh yeah, his his crew is just uh, a frog and a bunch of rats. That's that's you know that's who we hired. I would have I would have you know I'm not I don't want to be discriminatory in the Muppet universe, but if it's between a frog and a human being to be a bookkeeper, I'm probably gonna hire the person. I'm probably you know. You know, it's no offense to the frog or anything, but like I don't know. We need we need people. It's like you don't you wouldn't let a dog, you know, you're not gonna hire a dog to babysit a baby, you know? Like you wouldn't do that, you know. I just say I would, you know, I'd I'd probably hire a human to watch a baby, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna hire an animal, okay? Sorry if that's a little unwoke of me, you know. We we all have a limit on how woke we can be, and I think where it comes to me, it's like I'm gonna hire a human over a frog. Just me, but to, to each his own, I guess. To each his own. You can, you can do whatever you want, guys. So, have yeah, his little frog and rats, uh, they're like, hey, do you think we could have Christmas off? And, like, Scrooge kind of, he kind of a little bitch fit. He's like, why the fuck would you want Chris, would you want, would you want Christmas off? Like, we're going to be fucking busy as hell over here in the fucking moneylender business. Everyone's going to come in for a loan on Christmas Day. That's uh, that's literally what's happening. That's what, like, literally his logic here. It's like, huh, uh, do we need to be open on Christmas? Uh, no, guess why? No one's, if you're coming, if you're asking for money on Christmas, you're addicted to drugs. Like, you know... If it's Christmas Day and he's like, I really need to see the moneylender right now. And you're like, you are on drugs. You know, it's like 24-hour pawn shops. Like, who's going in there at 3 a.m. selling microwaves, you know? You know, it's just drug people, you know? And, you know, to each his own. You do, do whatever drugs you want. You know, it's, your, it's London in the 19th century. You know, I don't think, not a lot of women in this story. Uh, like, one, a, a ghost and... Like Miss Piggy, right? Like the, the only women in the story. Oh no. And uh, oh yeah, so oh yeah, so like after he like has a bitch fit, we're like, I can't believe you want a day off, and then and then you're like, eventually he gives in, you know, for some he's not that bad of a guy, you know, uh, but he he's still kind of a bitch, so. Uh, Basically, after that, after like that, we we go back home. He's he's wearing what what pajamas is he wearing? Probably something stupid. Uh, and uh, then he gets visited by the shackled ghosts of his late business partners, Jacob and Robert Marley. Where Marley and Marley that song will get really fucking stuck in your head. Uh, they're like those two old guys. Uh, what was it? The old guy Muppets. Old Guy Muppets, which is, uh, thank you for showing me an image first, uh, Statler and Waldorf, how am I supposed to remember that? Statler, how am I supposed to remember that name? Statler, Waldorf, how how do they expect me to, how am I expected to, which is basically just my dad and his friend Steve, like, in in real life, like, you know, you go to a movie and two people won't shut the fuck up, that was my dad and his friend Steve, uh, and after they sing a song, they're like, you're gonna be visited by three ghosts tonight, get ready, because the only way, remember, the only way to get rich people to do the right thing is to traumatize them, 
remember that, Jeff Bezos. We're coming for you. Uh, so after, yeah, after they sing their song, uh, the first spirit is this is the creepiest fucking little baby angel ghost thing I've ever seen in my life. Holy fucking shit, was that thing scary? Like to a point, like do do we need? You know, like everyone's like you know, baby Renesme from. From uh, whatever Twilight movie it is, you know, the one where Jacob and Prince Honor, you know, when we're all like, you didn't have to write that, you know, you didn't have to do, we didn't have to, you didn't have to do that, you know, but yeah, Jacob and Prince on a baby, and uh, this is a baby just like it, but honestly, a little bit worse. Uh, so we go, they they go to the past while Charles Dickens, Gonzo Dickens, and uh, Rizzo. Before Lizzo, Rizzo. Uh, oh, yeah, they go to, he used to be like a boy under Foswig, where Mr. Fez, Mr. Feswig in the original story. Oh, okay, so it's Foswig, Fozzywig in this, but Fezwig, that is actually pretty cool. Uh, here, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna read my notes here because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to explain this. Uh, owned a rubber chicken factory, Fozzie Wig and his mother throw a Christmas party where Scrooge meets a young woman named... Oh, yeah, there is another woman in this. I forgot. I forgot he's he's trying to get laid. Um, he falls in love with her. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, and then, you know, Scrooge cho- chose uh, chose the grind. He chose the, the dollar bills over, over bitches, which... Which is, is kind of respectable, but, like... You can, I feel like you can probably have both, you know, you can have bitches and money. Usually they go hand in hand with each other, Scrooge. How you fucking fumbled that baddie is, is your, is a real problem, dude. Uh, so yeah, he, he's traumatized. Yeah. So first of all, he's traumatized by, he's like, now I miss my ex, you know, you're like, now I miss my ex. And so you made him feel bad. And then, uh, they go to, then at two o'clock. He gets visited by the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, big fat guy, just the, one of the fattest, like my cousin Royce, the fattest man alive. And, uh, and then, you know, basically what this guy, <laughs> this ghost doesn't do shit. This ghost goes to people's house, everyone's house who's talking, everyone who's talking shit about Scrooge, like, they're going over to their house. Like, we're going to go to everyone's house that's talking shit about you. And you're like, I don't feel, I don't feel good. I don't like this. You know, this is another way to traumatize someone. They also, the surprising part of this whole story, uh, oh yeah, because they're all, yeah, my notes, I don't know why. I'm just like, I don't know what these notes are. This this is my problem. I don't know why why I'm making these notes. He's like, and his stinginess. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Come on, Scrooge. Scrooge, come on. Come on, Ebenezer. Come on, show me that you like me. Come on, Scrooge. That's my hole. That's where it spits. Uh, so, oh, yeah, then they go to... And, and the weird thing is he does have compassion, because then he meets... Somehow, I don't know, somehow... Doesn't, like, everyone's work, like... It, it's kind of like, it comes up, you know, like, you have a kid, or what, if you have a kid, you know, don't, don't you usually... They usually come up in at least a little bit in a conversation with coworkers, but Scrooge just learns that Bob has multiple kids and one disabled ch- child named Tiny Tim. Now, I don't. I, we didn't. We could just call him Tim, right? We don't need to call him 
Do we have to call him Tiny Tim? That's kind of an insult. Tiny Tim. <laughs> like, we can just call him Tim, right? I feel like we can, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to respect him a little bit. Just because he's disabled doesn't mean you can just start making fun of his height. So I'm just going to call him Tim. Uh, Tim is disabled also. And uh, basically, um, then they go to, Christmas future, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, no, they go, like, one year later, and they go, like, yeah, one year later, and then, uh, oh, yeah, Tiny Tim. Oh, not, sorry, sorry for my slander. Tim, Tim passed away, sadly. Um, what disease did Tim have? Um, something, little, little frogs. Oh, and I also need to talk about fucking Bob Hatch Cratchit's family. So, He's a frog, and then Miss Piggy plays his wife, obviously, because Kermit's into those thick bitches, you know? And, uh, don't you think the kids would be monster hybrids of pigs and frogs? Not like the girls are pigs and then the boys are frogs. Right? You know, they should... I'm no doctor, but, you know, that doesn't, you know... I watch kids do do work on little genetic shit, you know, I know that's not how shit works, so I, I'm, I'm smart, I know, I know that's not how fucking the world works, I'm up at Christmas Carol, I know if a frog and a pig, uh, fuck, one, uh, probably nothing's gonna happen, obviously, it's, you, they just got the wrong kind of sperm and the wrong kind of animal, but I, I know if you can get pregnant, that baby's gonna be an abomination, it's not gonna be like, girls are pigs and boys are frogs, that's not how fucking gender works, okay, <laughs> This movie is from the 90s, okay? Uh, and then we get to the ghost of Christmas Dead to come, who they did make scary. All right? They did make scary. He was creepy. Still not as bad as the angel, the ghost baby. It still wasn't as bad as that. Uh, and uh, basically, this guy shows him, well, first of all, I think they see Tim is still dead. Our bud Tim, he's still dead. Um, didn't come back to life. Uh, from what disease? Still don't know. And then, uh, now, now we're in the future, and Scrooge is dead, uh, and the world is literally a better place, <laughs> the world is literally a better place because of it, so n now he has to do things out of spite, um, oh yeah, and they're like selling his old shit or whatever, like, uh, cool, 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 cool shit, and then, uh, I guess that I think that's, was that the final straw? Like, them selling his shit? Uh, that he's like, I need to become a better person. And so he does, uh, he makes, like, some little dude buy a giant turkey or duck or chicken or whatever. I don't know, something. Yeah, turkey. Uh, camera. Oh, yeah, it's just, like, the smallest animal possible. It's like, hey, here's some money. Go buy shit. Is everything, is everything open on Christmas in London? Like, it's like, oh, this place that sells a giant turkey, that, that place is open. And also, I, it, I think the cook, turkey was cooked, and, like, turkeys take a while to make, you know? Like, that's why Thanksgiving, people, like, prep in advance for a turkey. Yeah, they just have it ready, ready to go. Uh, oh, yeah, he does reconcile with uh, Fred and Fozzywig, uh... Um, but then, uh, oh yeah, he gives Bob a, a raise, uh, and he pays off his more. How rich is this motherfucker, dude? 
He was like, I just, oh yeah, I, houses used to not be expensive. <laughs> you know, every, it was just, people were like, you know, it's kind of a right. It's kind of a good, I think everyone should have a house. You know, everyone who works should have a house. Uh, I forgot it's uh, the 19th century. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess Scrooge, and then it says Scrooge became a second father to Tim. It, it said the T word before it, but remember, we're calling him Tim. Uh, oh yeah, and I guess Tim doesn't die. Um, I'm just gonna say here, um, Scrooge, Scrooge coming unless he's been. I don't think the 19 eight, it was like the 1800s. They didn't have. I don't think doc. All that doctors did was just give you cocaine back then. And, and to be honest with you about cocaine, you know, like they used to prescribe it to people, like when they were sick. And to be honest, it did work. You know, it did. It did work. Just people got addicted to that shit. And now, now we now we can't smoke crack or snort cocaine. Or but you can still snort your own piss. That's that was unfortunate. Um, and the story ends. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how Tim escaped death. They didn't really explain that. They should have. Maybe they should make a sequel. Uh, Big Tim. <laughs> Not so tiny any Tim little Timmy is not so tiny anymore. Um, what do we learn from this movie? Um, if a pig and a frog fuck each other, the girls are pigs and the boys are frogs. That's one lesson we learned. Uh, remember, we have to traumatize the rich into doing good things. So traumatize, traumatize, traumatize. You have to traumatize people, the rich, so they make society better. So everyone, everyone do that. Uh, we also learned uh, Statler and Waldorf are their names. I was Steve and my dad, just my dad and his friend Steve. Uh, and that's yeah, I'm up at Christmas Carol. I gotta say though, between like Scrooge and like that really old motherfucking Christmas Carol, and they made like a new one that's like that's like Scrooge was molested. I'm like, I don't want to know. No. no. Okay, this is the best one. If we're gonna, if you're gonna watch a Chris, any version of this movie, the Amup at Christmas Carol is the best one because you can watch it with your kids, and if you're a normal, fun adult, you'll enjoy it too. So, and also, stop calling him Tiny Tim. You can just call him Tim. Okay, don't 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 make fun of his size. Okay. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, 
or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is time for Oh No Our Table, the part of the podcast where I, Daddy Sweezy, help you out with all your life problems. And so, uh, without further ado, let's just jump into it. Ah, uh, my dick smells like fish or something died, and I need help. That's rough, buddy. I faced this issue since I was 12, and now I'm 27. My local general practitioner has seen me, but they're unsure how to address the issue. It's impacting my social life, and I urgently need a solution. I'm all ears if you can help with this problem. I think I have the solution for you, brother. Have you tried just washing your fucking dick, dude? Like, everyone's dick and balls smells horrible. Like, they, they all naturally smell bad like we're in underwear you know like we have two layers usually covering that shit and it's just like like not a lot of insulation you know the insulation's pretty insulated in there and it just gets all sweaty and gross smelling so yeah my brother why don't you just fucking i don't know buy some dr squatch or something and uh 
go at it. Go at it. Go at it on your genitals, dude. Because, yeah, has anyone, because, like, I can't imagine, like, you, there's a, I can't imagine you have a problem, like, having a smell, you know, everyone's genitals smell. Yeah, you're, I don't know. I just, I just feel like you don't wash, you could be one of those guys who doesn't wash their balls. Are you like, I don't think my, I don't think Josh Casey, I don't think he washes his, he probably doesn't wash down there. Like, I always, I always give it a, I honestly probably scrub my balls harder than anything else. You know, you get the pits, the stomach is just kind of right there. So I do that. Uh, you try to do a little bit on the back. Every once in a while, you reach down to the feet. You know, sometimes you really got to clean in there. Other times, I think just the soap rundown is fine. But like, brother, you, you got to spend some time down there washing your, your balls. I want, you need, it needs to start chafing. If it's as bad as you say it is, your genitals need to start. If you're, if your dick smells so fucking bad that it's impacting your social life, you, you just need to fucking use, you need to fucking take care of your hygiene, dude. I know you're like, Oh yeah, but he does wash. I'm like, eh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's washing. Well, he probably thinks he, he might, he might be treating his dick and balls like the like uh like we do our feet, you know, like every once in a while you scrub down there, but like not all the time, you know. It's like maybe he needs you need to you need to really dig you might need to get a loofah or something, just a specific ball loofah, you know? Loofah for my balls. That's I think Cancel Shuiza needs to make that uh ball loofahs. That'd be hilarious, dude. I'd love that. What do you use to manscape? I've tried many different instruments in my manscaping search. I found the electric foil razor to be best, but even then, sometimes there's the chance of a nick. I don't know if there is a better way that I'm missing. I feel like the Manscaped website is just a bunch of marketing. Am I wrong? And for those of you who, who like all natural, kudos to you. Me, however, not so much. I like Buster and don't want to hide him in a bush. Well, not my bush anyways. Uh, not my bush anyways. <laughs> so I use the Philips Norelco yeah, the Philips Norelco one blade, face and body. That's the one you got to get. Uh, so it's pretty skin safe. You can go up, down. You don't have to worry about direction or anything. It's just super easy. I've suggested it to women who have some fucking roast beef down there. And ladies, we men make fun of that shit, but like we don't care actually. You know, we don't care about your meat curd. Like, it's not like a problem. Like, but it's fun to like laugh at. You know, it's like split your ham, you know. This fun joke. So I don't want I don't want women complaining to me and be like, why you always gotta make fun of vagina, Sweezy? I'm like, it's because I love them. That's that's why. Uh but yeah, I've heard I've heard women who have them big labias, yeah, they uh they'll use this too, and they I've I suggested to them and they say they use it and love it. So uh that's the one I like. Nick's wise, you can get a little bit of Nick's, but like you should also like you shouldn't be fucking going full throttle down there. Um, Let's go full throttle. You shouldn't be doing that. You need to like be gentle and kind of take your time going on it. I like to do it, uh, maybe like wash them off or whatever, and then shave, you know, shave it and then shower some more or whatever. That's one thing I like to do because if you, sometimes you get a little nick or whatever, but then if you wash yourself, usually like, I don't know, somehow like the water stops it. I don't know if that's not how it's supposed to work. I need to see a doctor, but that's my suggestion. Um, Really, I think everyone's. I think a, a razor is gonna be different for everyone. Uh, so um, that's what I like. 
and I think it's, you know, I think, I think it works great. So, uh, you know, and if you don't, if you want personal reviews, please go talk to your mother. Ah! Got he! <laughs> so, um, yeah. So shave your balls, boys. Um, I, some, some guys don't have hairy balls. Like my, I get, I get like hair right up the fucking shaft, dude. So I, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta at least trim down the areas I want a mouth on. So that's, that's how you get, that's how you get mouths on your wieners, gentlemen. What do boys tell their friends when they like a girl? Me and the girls go full in. We're going to marry our crushes and talk about all the cute things we have been have been said slash done. But what do the boys do? Yeah, boys don't talk about this. But we're not fuck. I mean, uh, yeah, but boys don't. We don't. No, we don't. No, that's gay. You don't. It's kind of gay to talk about this shit, dude. I saw this girl the other day. I think she's the one. I'm going to take her pumpkin to a pumpkin patch and we're going to take pictures. Then we're going to pick apples off a tree for $50. You know, we're not fucking talking. No, we're not doing that. We're, you know, what we're talking about, we're talking about what, what are we talking about? Usually ejaculation. That's what men talk about. We're just like, cause cum is hilarious, dude. Just be like, oh, 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 you know, you fucking shit like that. Uh, no, yeah, I know. What what do we tell? Well, no, I don't like. Yeah, and even me, I don't like talking about chicks unless we're like. Yeah, I don't even talk to my friends about my love life. So, like, I keep that shit. I keep that shit private until alcohol is in my system. That's how I roll. But you do you. Um, yeah, yeah, guys don't really. So unless I mean we will talk about like if we banged a chick or whatever we, we'll talk about that but and also a lot a lot of disrespect comes in those conversations so women should not hear that if women I don't care how good your man is but if he gets if you get him in one of those conversations uh, you're not gonna like him anymore trust me like you're gonna find like I didn't realize he was this gross dude. Yeah, I think we'd rather yeah, we don't talk about crushes though. What are we like four? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like, girls, it's fine when girls do it, but, like, guys, it's gay. It's kind of gay. If you're talking about, like, your crushes with your friends, that's gay, you know? And not, like, homosexual gay. There's, like, the other kind of gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, how Europeans dress is kind of gay, you know? Like, they wear, like, neon puma shoes and, like, some fucking weird-ass shirt, you know? Like, gay, you know? That makes sense, right? Am I am I making sense when I say that? Like when I, you say something's gay, you know, because it's true, true. Like if you're talking to your friends about girls you have a crush on, like that's gay, dude. That's that's gay. even though even though it's not not homosexual gay, it's just the other kind of gay, you know, you know, you know. It's just it's kind of gay, and you know, gay. All right, uh. My boyfriend is thinking about breaking up with me after a pregnancy scare. I had a pregnancy scare, but the test came out negative. Today, my boyfriend told me he needs space to think because he's considering breaking up after the scare. I feel sad and have to prepare myself for a breakup. I don't want our time together. I, 
I don't want for a breakup. I don't want our time together may be short, but our bond is strong. I love and appreciate him deeply. I don't want to lose him. How can I ease his mind? Why does a pregnancy scare make someone want to break up? I've been on birth control for years and the scare was due to a late period, which can happen with pills. I'm giving him space, but I really want to talk to him. Uh, first thing, first thing, ladies, I, I, I just, this is goes out to all women. If you think you might be pregnant, uh, and you haven't told, and you're not in like a married thing. It's like a, a, like a, it would be an accidental pregnancy. Make sure that shit is confirmed. Confirm that shit, or at least take like a couple tests. You know, like confirm that shit first, and then and then tell the guy. Okay, because because you know, like it's scary. It's a scary fucking thing if you're not preparing for it. You know, you're just like, you you get told him like I'm pregnant. And I think it's your, and it's yours. And, and you're just like, um, what? <laughs> you know, it's kind of, you know, so that will take them a little back. So just make sure you, next time you confirm that, just confirm it first. So there's a couple different theories. Um, the, the only real way to know is to actually talk to him, but let's make guesses. Cause that's fun. Uh, I'm going to, I'm making a short guess. I'm making a little guess here that, I don't know how, like, because I'm putting myself in his shoes, and I feel like you you saying, like, I might be pregnant, and then he might be realizing, and this is going to be kind of hard to hear. So, uh... That's rough, buddy. I'm just going to prepare you all for that. He, he probably knows you're pregnant, and then realized that he doesn't want to have a kid, dot, 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 with you? That's rough, buddy. I think that's kind of the, I think that's the situation. I don't think, cause that's what I'm thinking here. Like he, he, you guys, you don't know how serious you guys are. I don't know how serious you guys are, or maybe he's not as serious about you that you are about him. And I want to tell you, sis, tell you, sis, there are plenty of other dumb fucking guys out there. Uh, like last week we said, there's plenty of fat fucking fish on the sea. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to find one. They're not too, not too hard to find someone who will make you feel like a woman, a real woman. So yeah, that's, that's one of the thing too. Uh, maybe I don't, yeah. Cause like, cause that's like the only thing that comes to my mind when it comes, when a thing like my boyfriend found, thought we might be pregnant and now he wants to break up, you know, like, I think, I mean, that's the only thing that comes into my head is that he just doesn't want to have a kid with you. And that's kind of rough to hear, but sis, you are worth it. So, um, one day some guy will fill you up and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Uh, you like that. So cheer up. All right. Why doesn't he text back? I met a guy on Reddit and we've been texting for over a month. Our conversations are great, but I'm frustrated because he doesn't respond even when he's online. I see him active on Reddit and it makes me feel needy. I always make an effort to text him, but I don't think he feels the same. Any thoughts on why he's not responding? It's not like our conversations are boring. I've ghosted him before, but he keeps coming back and initiating conversations. I'm worried it will continue like this. Okay. Well, if your only form of communication is through Reddit, uh, there's a chance that he doesn't hop on Reddit to talk to people. He probably doesn't do that. But if you text him, yeah, so he's probably not looking at his messages on Reddit or whatever, but, or texting. Here, here's the thing. Like, 
like if if he could, then he would. You know, the old saying, if he could, then he would. And, you know, but you're like, he keeps coming back. He's like a fucking, he's, he's fucking COVID. (laughs) This man is COVID. He just keeps coming back. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I would just, I'd give up on him because he clearly, he clearly, I don't think he wants you around for the right reasons. In my mind, uh, that's why he's not texting you back, because I don't think he wants to talk to you, you know? It's like, why is someone not talking to me? Because they don't want to talk. I mean, like, the answer is usually is they don't want to talk to you. Like, that's it's just an easy, simple answer right there. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. And, like, you know, if someone says they're bad at texting, then they're probably bad at monogamy, too. You know, that's usually what bad at texting means is bad at monogamy. So, uh, yeah, dump this fuck. Just, just get rid of this dude. You're, there are plenty of fat fucking fish in the sea, like, as we as we keep fucking saying. <laughs> that That's going to be our shirt. Plenty of fat fucking fish in the sea. How evil would it be for me to leave my wife without telling her? Uh, year 63, she's 61, and 37 years together. My wife and I have a strong connection, but I feel like she prioritizes money over my happiness. I've been in a career I hated for over 30 years, and she won't let me pursue my true passions because it would mean making less money. She promised I could do what I love after retirement, but now she's coming up with the reason for me to not me not to retire, even though we have more than enough money. I don't want to keep arguing about this, and I'm considering leaving when she's not home. It would hurt her, but I need to prioritize my own needs sometimes. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, the, you, if if you want to leave your wife, you should, you should tell her, you shouldn't just fucking, how do you, how do you, what are you going to do? Like run away? Like this, you're like, should I leave my wife and run away? Like, do you, do you not think like you guys are still legally married? You know, uh, I think, I think like, yeah. So I would say if you, if you do want to leave your wife, then you should just tell her. Uh, because you have to, cause there's going to be legal, legal shit you're going to have to do too. And it's probably going to be around them. So. Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like she's made you do a job you hated for 30 years. What job does she fucking do? Is she, she just like a stay at home woman, you know, it's weird. And like, if you guys do get divorced, like you say, you have enough money. How's that gonna work? You know, gonna have to split those assets, or what's going on here? So you know, there's a lot of a lot more stuff than just like I'm gonna run away and not tell her. And you're a 63 year old man, and you're just like, I think I'm gonna leave my wife. Just like what? I'm gonna run away, dude. Like fucking like my mom's age, dude. Just I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run away. You know, what? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> run away. Fuck it, dude. Uh, yeah, so you're gonna, you need to tell her. And, like, yeah, obviously, if she's not, if you should tell her that you prioritize money over your own happiness. You should just tell her this shit and you hate your job. And, you know, it's all that, you know, it's all that stuff. Like, you have valid reasons for telling her, like, these are valid breakup reasons. Like, I've, people have broken up for way less uh, versus, like, prioritizing money over your happiness and, like making you work a job you don't like, you know, if that's the problem, yeah, you know, just 
bring that up to her and just tell her that like I don't know if we can if we can't work out work through that if we can't work this out like I don't know if we're gonna be together. That's this. It always seems like people are just don't want to have serious conversations, which makes sense. I don't want to fucking have that shit either. But uh, is that the? Oh, it's just the cable from this. Cool, cool little set here. Uh, this is the last week we have the Christmas shit, so that's gonna be sad. But yeah, maybe uh, try try talking to someone, you know. All right, finally, our last question we got here. I drunk texted my coworker. Started a new job three months ago. Girl, work seemed friendly, but I didn't think much of it. Colleagues suggested she might like me at office party. <laughs> I got drunk and asked her out via text, but she left me on red. Now I'm anxious about seeing her at work. Should I apologize? So, so you got to own it. So usually you have to own up to things you said when you're drunk. That's the con, you know, if you're going to drink, you have to realize those are, that can be a consequence of drinking. So remember that. Now I'm curious though, in your asking her out, drunk text, did you, were you like inappropriate or like the wrong kind? If not, then, uh, then just ignore it, you know, just ignore it. Who cares? You know what? Fucking like ever, like really you have to shoot your shot. You know, if you want to date, you have to shoot your shot. And if you're going to shoot your shot, sometimes you're going to miss the shot. So, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's Wayne Gretzky. But some people miss a hundred percent of the shots they do take. So, uh, oh brother, this guy stinks. So yeah, so I'm um, you know if you're not inappropriate or anything, like who cares? You know, you, you got to shoot your shot. You know, if, if you, you never know if you don't go, you never shine if you don't glow. Rest in peace, Steve. Uh, yeah, I would say just don't think anything of it. And guess what? If she doesn't want to get go out with you, she doesn't. Just decide to just don't make it weird, you know? It's like, just don't be weird about it. Like, All right, and then just be friends. And then uh, just move on, you know? Just, you know, there, there are plenty of fat fucking bitches in the sea. <laughs> plenty of fat bitches in the sea <laughs> called manatees. There are plenty of manatees out there for you. So um, you, sh- you shouldn't have to apologize. Yeah, you should only apologize if, you were inappropriate, you know, like if you say, it was like, show me all those big tits fart, <laughs> you know, like you should probably, you may need to, apo- unless she thinks it's funny then, you know, and like, and honestly though, if you, if you tell a chick, like show me all those big tits fart and then she does, she doesn't laugh at it. Like she's, she's not a cool person. Like if you go up to her and be like, damn girl, you show that ass, you know, that's funny. Um, you know, that one, that one's funny. Like that one's a hilarious, that is not, that is not sexual harassment saying damn girl, do you shit with that ass? That is not sexual harassment. And I'm will, I will die on that. If I ever say that, if I ever say that to anyone and they're just like, here's proof you said it. I'm like, I didn't stutter. You know, it's like, that's a compliment. Do you shit with that ass? You know, it's like that ass is so amazing. I can't believe you take fucking can't believe turds come out of it. You know? So, yeah, so, yeah, that's the, the tricky thing with dating, you know, coworkers, you know, it's like, you know, it's not going to work out, it's just going to be kind of weird, but you know what, Some, you have to shoot your shot, I think that's the rule, you have to shoot your shot, if you don't shoot your shot, you're never going to make it, and that's how we get to end this episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark 
favorite podcast. This is the type of guy you get. Thank you so much for listening to this in over two days because I got too drunk in between the first and second segment.